0: You're listening to the Grassroots Network podcast exclusively on the Pod Station. Get social at the Grassroots Network on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
1: Welcome to the Grassroots Network podcast. Today I'm joined by Chris Marshall, a grassroots coach. Chris stepped up to coach his sons' under sevens team at the beginning of the season. This is a great podcast to listen to if you're thinking of coaching a children's team or even just getting involved in grassroots football. There are loads of takeaways for coaches, parents and players, which hopefully you take with you into your future, into your own teams and your own clubs. Hope you enjoy the conversation and thank you very much for listening. So, hello to everyone. Today's guest is Chris Marshall. He's a parent coach from Bromborough Eastern Football Club. And last year, his child went from under sixes. To then take in league games. Um and Chris was one of the volunteers kind enough to take over, which was good. Um so now I'd like to interview him about his experiences and how how he got on. So is there anything that you had in football beforehand? Any experience
0: in in football, having coached grassroots or anything like that? Yeah, hi, Isaac, uh, thanks for having me. Um so I played grassroots footy from under eight um went through to under 16s played a bit of youth footy um then stopped playing 11 side. a few mates started playing 6 aside side in Bidston with the uh, uh, Jerry and then moved to Pensby and I never played any any 11 side just played competitive 6, six a side and then at 30 I I I jacked it in I was a uh, bang average right back uh, <laughs> Like all kids, I wanted to be a pro, and then quickly realised at probably eleven when I went to senior school, never got picked for the uh, school team, that that was never going to happen. Um, Love footy, massive Tramia fan. Um, season to get older, and always wanted to 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 be involved. And then when my uh, when my son started enjoying the game and started playing. With 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 yourself at many kicks and the the whispers going around, you know who's, who's <laughs> going to start coaching. I thought, why well, why why not? Um, I said to my dad that I put my hand up, and he said, "Oh, Chris, what have you done? What have you done? Uh, you know you know what what kids' footy is like." And to to be fair, it, it's it, yeah, it's been tough, but it's been it's been it's been really enjoyable. Um, I've never, never coached, no, no, no coaching experience whatsoever. Um, so that's been a huge, steep learning curve. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an accountant. So the only bit of training I've done is, is with, with young accountants. You know, helping, helping them come through, uh, which is not, it's not kids' footy. <laughs> did you, did you that have any experience coaching you when you were younger? No. So my, my family is a, it's a, it's a rugby family. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad didn't didn't really like football. I came home from school one day and said, Dad, I've started playing footy in school. Can you can you find me a club? And me my dad picked up the phone and phone me and said, How do you get how do you get a kid involved in, <laughs> in, in, in footy? So I, I went along to Glenavon when they were uh they were still playing on Glen Avon Road and trained at trained at Walker Park and started playing then. Um and my dad he, he became the physio. For, for for the team and you know he, he had this real rugby mentality which <laughs> didn't fit with footy but um no but he, he never missed a games Zach mm. he, he came and watched every game I played every training session he, he he was he was always there and I want to do that for for William and I'm gonna be there anyway so I, I may as well I may as well get involved. That that yeah. was my that was my mentality yeah. was it I think um I think that helps a lot of the time that when
1: we when we approach coaches we say to them "You're gonna be here anyway, so you might as well take it you might as well take it that little bit of experience because in when I've messaged coaches and we've talked about taking over teams, it's one of them where you like I think this will benefit you outside of your family because you have an impact on other kids as well it's it's a massive impact so what was what was it like to volunteer and when you How's the experience
0: been so far? What was it like to volunteer? So right, uh, Daunton. So we we're obviously the under sevens who have been been affected by COVID. So um, our mini kick sessions, a lot of them were called off um, last season, and our transition through to uh, teams. Probably wasn't great. I yeah. think I think the club absolutely. The club admit that. Yeah. Um, so there's there's four of us at, at, at Bromborough Eastham's age group, and it was kind of is a WhatsApp group. Um, there's a bunch of parents. You've sorted your training sessions out um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 crack on. So my first session, the club have got a, a coaching mentor, uh, Ian. Ian comes along. And I had it in my head that I planned a session. I planned a session pretty much what you'd run, Zach, um, and did a proper session plan, sent it to Ian. Ian critiqued it, rightly, and then came along and I I wanted to run the session. I I had it in my head that um, Ian can be there and and watch, but I I want to run the session. I quickly, quickly realised that the kids weren't listening. At, at all, um, I hadn't combed off an area for the warm up, so the kids were kicking the ball in the nets. They were running around, and Ian, Ian was great. Ian came over to me and said, "Listen, try try this." And he he, he ran, he ran probably half the session, and it was, it was that car crash I probably needed yeah. uh, to realize that this is going to be hard. the 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 biggest thing I was nervous about was the parents. Um, you know, yourself, when you take your kids to, to stuff, you always expect the person who's running, well, whatever you go to, whether it be swimming or, or rugby or, or whatever, you want them to know what they're doing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm blagging this a, a little bit. in headlights a little yeah, bit. Yeah, completely. So, but I've, I've been really lucky. The parents have been great. Um, but that, that first session through to the first game, me and me and Billy who 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 we run the run the teams with me, we, we kind of were almost making it up as we went along. Mm. And then we got to our first game and we got battered. Absolutely destroyed. Got beat 13-1. I think it was 5-0 after five minutes. And it was it was that experience which made me realise what we needed to do. Mm. That it it's it's all about getting the kids kind of organised. And um Ever since then it's been a lot easier yeah. uh, but the, that 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 hammer was definitely a wake up call. You know? yeah
1: and what's really interesting because from my experience and haven't been in the the sort of grassroots journey for so long, like I'm under fourteens now I've always said if I were to go back to that age group, I'd do things so much differently, and obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing, but for you guys, figuring out as you go, you're on the same journey as a lot of other people and like you said, that first training session—it was very daunting. But like, how do you feel now taking a session? Surely there's that little bit more confidence. Oh yeah, mm. it, it it
0: it's it's little things and um, the, the the playmaker course the FA do is is also really good. Uh, it it's small things like when the when the kids come into the session, I would greet them. You know, you you talk and we've got a really young team. So most of the kids now are still six. Mm. We've got a lot of August birthdays and. They are little kids. They're, they're, they're not like 13, 14 year olds. So when when they come in, it's just just talking to them like 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 the kids. And that was that was a wake up call as well. You know how how do you how do you do you, do you get a session which is fun, involving, um, not getting them doing line drills and uh, shooting practice. It's it's not about that. It's about finding a fun drill. Which incorporates football skills, yeah, but which they want to do, you know, like what one warm-up drill we do, and the kids absolutely love it. It's something you do. That's that Spider-Man game where you yeah. you're getting the kids to to you've you've got two kids um, with bibs, and they're trying to web the the balls, you know, and and the the skills that the lads who, who haven't got the who have got the ball, sorry, the the learning movement turns uh running with the ball discipline because they can't go outside the cones you've got the cones you put the ball on the head and the lads who've got you've got the bibs they're on a great time oh yeah they're loving <laughs> it aren't 100%. they yeah they all they think be they're spider. spider-man yeah <laughs> of course they do you know and i think going into going into this sack, it was you you think oh, I'm a football coach now you know i'm i i, I, I want to teach them football skills it, it's it's teaching them football skills but in a really really fun way where mm. they come to a session and they don't just want to play a game because uh, initially every session we did the old when's the game when's the game it's less about that now because we're doing fun games to build up to the game at the end um so yeah the session's now uh a lot easier i've got a lot more drills now where we can mix it up a lot more um worst thing i found is kids standing around yes. you know wait, yeah. waiting for waiting to do something yeah it's not
1: it's not great i mean obviously the fa have a big ball rolling time which i'd encourage anyone to get involved with and and practice in their sessions yeah definitely yeah. Mm. so is there is there any specific advice you'd give to new coaches before they start the role like obviously when we um I think it was a couple few months ago when we were enrolling the next generation of coaches for Bromborough and Easton. We sat down with them. <laughs> and in that in that sort of environment, we gave them the realities of what it was like to run a team and and what it was like to do stuff. So is it, from your experience coming through, obviously this time a lot of the parents have had a lot more time to prepare and we've gotten them slowly
0: involved in sessions, but you were just thrown into it. We, we were. I, th- I think the, the important thing is, you've got to understand what you get yourself in, into. Um, this is, you, you're running a session during the week, you're running the game. The admin behind it, when, when you start, it's, it's super admin heavy. Um, trying to get the, the, the kids enrolled, um, get the fan numbers, get the parents to get the fan numbers. Um, Get the game, get the photo taken for, for, yeah. for the, for for the, the league registration. Yeah. There. You know, it's, it's all stuff and get them set up for, for payments um, to, how do you arrange a game? You know, how, how do you contact another manager, get a game arranged? How do you set the pitch up? Uh, you know, we, we it's, it's loads and loads of small things. Game day starts for me. At quarter to nine, you 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 get down there. You've got to set the pitch up. Um, I've got the parents involved now. The parents set the respect barrier up for me. Um, They set the goals up. It's one less thing to worry about. One thing I'd say is you see it. You do see it in other teams where the coach is almost separate to the parents. If you can get the parents involved as much as you can, one the less likely to. Have that opinion and and you know, not cause trouble, but they can they can talk to the coach. They're not just talking among themselves. They can talk to me if they've got if they've got an issue. It's great. Um, you can you can get a lot of help on match day where setting a pitch up takes takes fifteen minutes. That's fifteen minutes of 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 not being with the kids. So uh, small things like that. Talk to other coaches. We've got there's four of us in, in the under sevens. Um, we've got a WhatsApp group, we we talk. Um, I see them down here at Vauxhalls on on, on your sessions. Talk through session plans. Um, if you're unsure, ask. Um, Bromber and Easton have got you know the, the, it's a, it's a it's a great it's a it's a great setup and you can ask questions. There's no question, too stupid. You know, I, yeah. ask, ask. well, even having,
1: like, a lot of clubs don't have it, but even just having a coach mentor is a yeah. massive, massive help. I mean, we're obviously a third party provider in Peninsula football for Bromborough and Eastern Football Club, but for a lot of football clubs, a coach mentor is an absolutely essential part of a committee. Like, you just having that one person as an under sevens coach to go and speak to, like, Ian's role and responsibilities of putting sessions on for people to do, like I haven't really talked much talk much about it to to Reece in our interview, but has he had a big input into into how you've done stuff?
0: So, yeah, at first, yeah, uh, we can run things by Ian. Um, I think it's it's a role which can grow. I, I think we can we can do more with it. I think. Um, even having coaches attend other coaches' sessions, I, I, I I'd, I'd, I'd fully su- support that. I think the under sevens coming through now, I think they should come and see the sessions we're putting on, see see, see what we do. Um, I think well, t- teachers do it all the time that they 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 have that critical feedback. I think it's really really important. So if someone watches a session, say, do you know what, Chris? you you, you could do that better. Um or why don't you do this? Um I know we, we've spoke about it um Zach where you 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 give me session plans, you know, yeah. and watching you do do a session, it's it it one, it's lovely to see my son do do a session where I'm not running it. Yes. Um you know it's 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 lovely being able to watch watch him. But just just thinking, think, oh, you know, do you know what that's a great idea for a session? Um and we incorporate a lot of things you do. And I actively encourage it. You know, yeah. I'm not an expert. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's. I'll pick up on
1: that little thing what you've just said about other people coaching your child, because as a lot of time as a parent coach, you have to concentrate on that entire team. And I bet you any money, not that you do it purposely, but William's the first person to be sort of subbed off. He's the first person that you don't really give not that finite amount of attention to, but he's the one that. Doesn't really benefit from you
0: coaching him because you're trying to coach other kids. You're completely overcritical to 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 your own son. Um, yes, absolutely, and sometimes harshly. You know, my 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 lad, he's uh, he's super super competitive, super emotional. You know, he's 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 seven. He wants to win, um, but he he also he's he's he wouldn't mind me saying this. He <laughs> <But laughs> he moans he moans Zach, and I I, I can't I really can't can't stick moaning <laughs> um about everything and I, one thing i will go back on is that you ref you, you, you ref at under sevens you know the home manager refs and i didn't realize that yeah and um that's also something which i think you need to realize you get yourself into that but yeah, if I make a decision, he's the first in my ear saying that's a that's a terrible decision. You, know? <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's it's. I'm also overcritical on on him, so I'll give a lot of decisions against him. Um, so being able to 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 come and watch him and play, Zach, it's 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 lovely, and uh, I actually realise that he's not as bad as what what I probably yeah. make it. and he's quite disruptive in my sessions as well because I'm his dad. I'm not his coach, I'm his dad. And um, it, it, I always ask him to, you know, if, I, if, if I'm if i if I'm doing something in a session, if I use you to, to demonstrate something, will you, my niece do it? Um, doesn't always do that. You know, you, d- you don't listen to your own parents, do no, you? No, of course time. you don't. But if Zach tells me to do it, or, you know, another coach tells me to do it, I'm going to do it for them because th- that's somewhat different to, to me, Dad. Yeah, it's it's an age-old problem we have had it uh, we,
1: my company does a lot of one-to-ones and one of the biggest questions is why don't Why don't you just take them to the park and do this, that and the other if you try and do stuff with your own son or daughter, it just doesn't work no. because they're like "Oh, come on dad, I'll just score a goal and you're trying to be serious and they can't do it because you dad, you phone fun, you this, that and the other and I take my hands off to a lot of parent coaches I was a little bit different, I, I didn't take I didn't have a kid in the team I took my team over at under sixes when I was just a coach wanting to get involved. I'd I'd finished playing and I wanted to really get heavily involved in coaching. And I think I earned that respect off kids first because I'm here out of my own time to do it. Now as dad, it's a little bit different, isn't it? I think the refereeing point as well is a really good point because a lot of parents, that's where a lot of the stick comes from, from opposition lines, from your home pitch and that, I had a I had the referee, a grassroots referee, on last week, and he was saying that you know some teams are worse than others. So how how have you found it refereeing? Because I know a couple of other parents have had issues and stuff. So I love it.
0: Yeah, I I I really enjoy it, and um, it it's it made me think if if I wasn't doing this and I didn't have kids, I'd actually get involved in mm. in refereeing. I I really enjoy it. I think I'm lucky in the fact that I'm. I'm confident enough to, to say if I've made it if I've made a bad decision, I'll just say to the other 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 coach, listen, I've i I've, I've screwed up there. And the other thing I do is if I'm, if I'm unsure, I'll ask. Um I've had one incident this season where I had a parent on the pitch for, for, for the opposition, and that's the only time where I've thought this is ridiculous, you know. Um mm. And I won't won't name the team because never put complaints in, but um, it it was it was unnecessary and it was all over. Um, one of my we scored a goal. One of my lads, uh, th- th- their goalkeepers got the ball, boosted it up in the air, and as you know, under seven, as soon as that ball's up in the air, it's yeah. off again. You know, and I I was trying to I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to kick off, so I, I was just saying to Spencer, do a favor, pick the ball up, and I had one of the parents for, for the opposition team, swear, get aggressive, blow your whistle. And it was a fair point. It was it was completely right what you're saying, but the way he said it was ridiculous. Yeah, There's kids around, all my lads looked and thought, why, why is he swearing? You know, mm. next thing he's on the pitch, you know, yeah. and yeah. I can't... It's, it's I can,
1: unnatural for kids as well who've been through that scenario so many times.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. You know, what, they, they don't want to see that. You know, we we promote it as a club. We're a family club. If any of my parents did that, I'd, I'd have a word straight away. Um, so yeah, that that's the only time this season. You know, t- such wood that I've had I've had a situation which wasn't nice. The rest of the time, all the coaches have been great. Uh, yeah, I've made the right clangers. You know, but I, I've enjoyed being on the pitch. Yeah, my my William, my son, he plays rugby. And at it, it under sevens, uh, it, it's it's non-competitive like football, but they don't keep score. And both coaches are on the pitch at the same time. Oh,
1: that's good. That's an
0: interesting idea. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Because the, the game gets stopped and there's coaching opportunities all the time. And I'd I'd encourage that at, at football. I think under sevens, it's too young for any form of, of competitiveness. I, I wouldn't even keep score at this age. Um, because the kids get hung up on the score yes. when it's not about the score. It's no. about development. It's about them having fun. The, there's no point of having competitive, non-competitive leagues when you, you keep keeping score. I understand why they do it because the the leagues are ranked, but I think you could probably do it in a better way. Mm. Um, and I know we'll we'll come on to that later. But um, yeah, I've loved refereeing. In, in yeah. your question. Yeah. Well, even I think going on to that point, I think
1: at five aside. There's absolutely no need for it yeah. because kids are they finding their way through the game. They're trying to make their own decisions. They're trying to come to a point where they're figuring out what they need to do and what kind of decisions they need to make. Seven aside and nine aside, I think, I think there's a cause for it, definitely, because obviously your first season at competitive football comes at your second year, nine aside. But five aside, you
0: just need to let them play. You want the kids to make mistakes. Oh, absolutely. So they learn from it. Hundred yeah. percent. If if they make a mistake and the goals concede you can start to see their head goes down straight away. And it's it's not about we you you want them to try things. This isn't win at all costs. And one thing I, I, one thing which has changed massively from when I played uh, under under eight I, I started it was eleven side straight away. It was, um, it was competitive, Offsides, r- r- ridiculous. Where these small-sided games, where the the retreat rules, fantastic, small pitches, every every member of the team has got goal play at least twenty minutes. It's great. It it, it really is. You see, you see certain teams who who take it a bit more seriously. But as far as I'm concerned, we've got the way Bromborough and Easton do it, where. Kids aren't ranked on ability. I know that's a that's a big discussion point with 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 some coaches. But at first, I was like, "Oh, this this is hard." You know, planning a session where you've got two lads who were who were really really good at, for their age level, and you've got a couple of lads who were, who are still really at the beginning of the football journey, and trying to plan a session. And Ian's been great at this, by the way. I, 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 Ian said, "You can't run." sessions separately for ability-wise at first i thought that's gonna be really really hard um and what it's made me do it's made me plan sessions differently where you get everyone involved but there's a chance for everyone to develop at their pace at where where, where, where they're up to um, so the fact that the the leagues aren't competitive great but the fact that scores are still being kept does it matter if you get beat 13-1? No. The kids take a knock from it. But what I've learned quickly is that the kids quickly forget. Yeah, they bounce back really quickly, possibly, don't they? yeah. By, As a coach. By, by Saturday afternoon it is, yeah. <laughs> As a coach, days, you, you, yeah. you think about it a lot. Yeah. But um, it doesn't matter. And no. you've got to get in that mindset that it, none of this matters. It's kids footy and it's all about the kids having fun. We have... <laughs> We, we we've got uh two Georges but one of the Georges that he he brings he brings cakes at the end of every game. See so if them cakes are out. They don't care about the score. They've got cakes on the go. Yeah, know? yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. it's on to the next
1: one isn't it? Yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. I know it's it's so strange that there's a lot of kids that when you when you put them in that position, when you when you take the game too seriously, you find that come eight, nine, ten Eleven years of age—that's the reason why they're dropping out because they've been in such a serious setting for so long that they just don't want to do it anymore. And it's not fair on them because we lose a lot of good kids to the to, for that reason because parents are too hard, coaches are too hard, the the environment's not right, and it's it's not fair on them because we do we do we lose a lot of good kids. And just taking your time, being patient, and I mean, under fives, under sixes, sevens, eights, nines, Probably up to your first year and nine aside, it shouldn't be taken seriously at all.
0: No, did you, do you think those act from what what you've seen, the, the the fact that there are scouts at the games, the, yeah, scouts turn up and you can hear the parents, oh, you know there's scouts and such and such here. Yeah. that's not helpful. No, um, well,
1: I haven't been a scout myself and worked within a professional environment. Me personally, I think kids shouldn't be taken on or taken into that setting until they're 13, 14 because they've got the emotional capacity to deal with it. Well, I say the emotional capacity, they've got more understanding to deal with it. Now, parents need a lot of training on it because at some point, say, if an eight-year-old gets taken into a development squad or a development centre, the likes of City and Liverpool and Everton, stuff like that, where they're picking up hoovering up talent from around the local areas that kid gets her hopes up and more important, well, not more importantly, but more realistically, a parent does. And you see a lot of it on game day where, oh my lads at City. No, he's not. He's at the development squad where City think there might be a chance where he could be taken on later on in the stages. Scrap that, get rid of it and let kids play grassroots football because the standards just the same for For me personally. And I haven't seen it at such a level. So...
0: No, I, 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 I agree. I... I, I... Yeah, I've I work with people who've who had kids in in uh, in academies uh, inverted commas, um, and the the fact that they can it's a it's a, it's a week by week thing at under sevens under eight, yeah. it's just not fair, you know it's um, and the the kids all the kids want to do at this age because they idolise the Premier League players, all they want to be is footy players, and that they they think that. If they get an academy I'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm there but yeah Um.
1: I mean funnily enough saying that about Premier League scouts the Tony who does the Liverpool scouting for the Wirral he was in mini kicks about two or three weeks ago looking at kids looking at kids saying is there anyone I should be looking at and I went not really mate I mean for, again, from a personal stand view, I think kids should be taken on a lot later on where they've got the emotional capacity and they've got the parent sort of teaching along their grass journey route mm-hmm. to say, okay, we, are, we go in with expectations and realism. Obviously, every parent's not going to do that, but the kid's kind of got an idea of, okay, well, I might not make it here. I mean, I will give you one example. We were up at Alsager a couple of weeks ago. We played Kids Groove. One of my lads got picked up by Stoke, and he went into the development squad. Six seven weeks he was there, and his dad was saying, "Look, take this for what it is. Yeah. Take it for the improved chain and the opportunity to play with better players." And he did, and he said, "Don't don't read too much into it. If you make it, great. If you don't, you don't. You've still got a great grassroots team to to fall back on." eventually he was released mm. and he gave him points on how he can improve and stuff and he turned around for a 14 year old lad and he went thank you for the opportunity I will take what you've done and I will move on and I will do better from it and that funnily enough that lad's my captain yeah. but in the grand scheme of things that's what you want
0: so has he come back into your team fine play yeah well yeah. he was
1: he was in our team anyway he could still play for us because he still... wasn't signed properly yeah. but the opportunity that, that's what I think parents and kids yeah. need to understand when they go to trial days when they go to these that and the other as much as I don't agree with it take it for what it is you take it for an opportunity to play with better players improve your own skills and then a parent needs to manage expectation and I feel like a lot of parents don't do that I, I, funnily enough I was talking to a parent from Bromwood East the other day saying oh yeah there was a scout around here looking at my lad and he asked for my number well, that's all well and good, but don't get your kids' hopes up. Manage expectation, be reasonable with it, and you need to have that serious conversation. Obviously, it might not lead to anything, but there needs to be a, okay, until you actually get invited down to go anything. When that happens, it needs to be, you need to do this. You need to take this for what it is. This isn't meaning you're going to go and play for Everton. This isn't meaning you're going to go and play for Liverpool. What it is is it's an opportunity to go and play with better players. Enjoy the coaching sessions because you have professional coaches mm. giving you sessions and yeah. pointers and coaching tips. And I think if a lot of kids did that and a lot of parents did that, it makes life a lot easier. But I think a lot of parents like that stature. They like to live through their
0: children. Uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard. I can. I can imagine. Um, yeah. A lot of people live the failed dreams through the kids, don't they? You know, and no matter what that might be, it might yeah. be the career you want your kids to go on or sport, or, 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 or whatever. But uh, you, you've you got to remember the kids. They, they're just kids. <laughs>
1: what do kids want? Are they just want Fun, have? fun, fun. They're not bothered. I mean, don't get me wrong. When we were coming through, there were some kids you could look at and you were like, yeah, you're probably going to be a footballer. And there's about two or three now that we played through through the leagues and stuff where you're like, yeah. And obviously there's, there's two distinct ones that come to mind where they're at Liverpool now and they're probably tipped for great things at 14s and 15s. Mm.
0: And you're like, yeah. But it doesn't mean they're going to achieve it then. Oh, absolutely not. I, I went to school uh, with, 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 with a guy. He was a, he was a tramier. Um, but the, the big thing, he had uh, England under 15 trials. And it was made a massive thing in the school. You know, he was up in assembly, and Alan was always known as the footy player. You know, Alan's going to make it pro. Alan never made it pro. You know, no one, no one in my age group uh, then made 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 it pro. So, just enjoy your footy. Oh, <laughs> just enjoy yeah. It. I mean, game. there's
1: there's lads now who I played with it, it, it where I was, and they're fantastic football players, and they're playing like Saturday Cheshire League. Or they play in West Cheshire League. Um, Sunday football, obviously, in Birkenhead and Widdles, a massive, massive thing. Yep. And you look at the amount of players who are enjoying the football. I mean, I've always said to our lads, Boxall Motors are in the Northwest counties, probably go up over the next couple of years into the Northern Prem. Semi pro footballers can earn up to 8,000, 10,000 a year. Go and do it. Yeah. And you still involved in the game. Stay on that exactly. pathway. Yeah. It, like, you look at, okay. Here's a great example. Um, Craig Cairns. Craig Cairns plays for Vauxhall Motors now. He's at Runcorn Town for years. I think he'd been higher up. Trammy Rovers were after him for years, years. It's like Elliot Nevitt. Yeah, yeah. But Trammy Rovers were after Craig for years, and he kept on knocking them back because he said, "What's the point in leaving?" He, I think he's an engineer, fifty grand a year job, and then go making twelve, thirteen grand on the side playing non-league footy. we yeah, you want me to take grand a week? Yeah and come and play for you. Yeah, okay, I'm a footballer, but yeah. you've got to have, again, realism, yeah. expectations being managed. And it. you see that through a lot of non-league. I mean, I managed West Cheshire One Football and coached West Cheshire One Football. And the amount of talented players you see, it's unreal. And you think, I wish I could do half of what you do with a footy. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. But those kids who go through that journey... Those are the ones who have loved football that much and probably had very good coaches to say, look, you just need to keep enjoying it. You just need to keep enjoying it and doing this, 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 and this. And they've stayed in. And then the ones who have been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and trial days and this, that, and the other and little school boys and Cheshire school boys and stuff. It's like 13, 14, they're burnt out. Mm. And they're like, oh, I can't, I don't want to play footy anymore.
0: Yeah, you've, 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 got, to, you've got to play it for the love of, of, of the game. Um I think it, 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 anything. If if you do it because you're being forced to do it, you're never going to enjoy it. No, it's.
1: Never. I mean, how many people are in jobs that they don't enjoy? <laughs> and a lot of people forget that.
0: Yeah. Kids, kids just want to do what they yeah. enjoy. Oh, 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 yeah. Zach, like if you can get up in, in, in the morning and you you do something you like, and I think the same with jobs. If if you if you do something you enjoy, you will be successful at it. Um. So okay. yeah, I mean, I, I sit,
1: I sit in a very a very good position I was a gas engineer before I was a football coach when I was 21 22 23 and I was 26 27 obviously I left I did one-to-one coaching and footy camps and stuff like that and this is my full-time career now and a lot of people say to me oh you're tired yeah I'm tired but I would not change my career for anything I've just spent today on a football camp Twenty. 19, 20 degree heat with a load of kids who were brilliant, playing footy all day, coaching them. I I honestly couldn't do any better. I really couldn't. My family's happy. I'm happy. It just, when you find that career, and that came from a base of coaching grassroots football, just as a 21-year-old taking a chance on an under sixes team, a guy called John Lear, who asked me to come along because he was friends with my roommate at the time, my, my cousin who was my roommate, and said, you don't know anyone who's a footy coach, do you? And I'd just finished and I'd done coaching badges and qualifications and he was like, Yeah, oh Zach. Oh, Zach's a coach. He'll come and do it. I was like, Given this group of six year olds who as a twenty one year old lad, you're like, <laughs> oh, what to similar to you, yeah, what do I do? And yeah. and like I said to you, if I could go back my daughter's three now, when she's four or five, everyone's gonna be looking at me to coach. And that's going to be difficult because I would do things completely different. Don't get me wrong. I, Libby keeps saying to me, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And I keep saying, no, I'm not. I'm going to let someone else do it because they, and I'll help.
0: Yeah. I've I've got, I've got a two-year-old um, and I've been thinking the same. Cause I know, I know uh, Chris Carter He's he's got two teams. I've got no idea how he does it. Um, but, I think it'd be hard to watch and see all the mistakes you've made th- that coach making. Yeah, I think just G- giving points,
1: help, yeah. advice, 100%. help. That that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I I want to be that person there that someone can lean on and say, "Am I doing this?" Yeah, absolutely, mate. But also, I appreciate your time you're giving to coach my kids. Yeah, because that's that's a lot of things parents don't understand is when they come to you with issues and problems. You've spent your entire week planning sessions, planning games, setting up pitches, doing whatever to coach their kids and benefit their sporting journeys or careers. But suddenly, if you've missed 10 minutes of game time, it's like you're the worst person in the world. That's one thing I've struggled to deal with over the years and stuff like that, which, you know, it comes with the territory, but it's how to handle it. But people, parents... Kids, I have to understand, you're giving up your free time. On a Saturday, do you want to be setting up goals and coaching a team when, realistically, you could be down Park Gate having an ice cream with William and your missus? It's as simple as that. You could be going yeah. on the caravan and doing all this other stuff, but you're taking your time
0: to do it. No, yeah, I I I, I agree. Um, but I love it. And I, I, you wouldn't do it, Zach, would you if you did if you Of didn't course love it. you wouldn't. And I get so much joy watching William play sports. Uh, he, 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 my Saturday mornings, he swims at eight in the morning. We go straight from swimming straight to, to footy. and then in the afternoon, Tramia playing with with the match, watching Tramia. Uh, Sunday, he's he's playing rugby in the morning. He's playing basketball now in the afternoon. Brilliant. You know, and I just w- one thing I always took from from being a kid, my happiest memories were playing sport. Uh, you, you, it teaches you so many life skills, team sport in particular. If it it teaches you teamwork, how to communicate with people, you're active, you're learning new skills, you're problem solving, um, and and just from a, a social point of view, footy's great. You know, if I if I see a lad now who I played footy with when I was thirteen, you, yeah, you still yeah. them, don't, yeah. old yeah. coaches, um, and one thing which has changed massively when when I was playing grassroots footy, coaching wasn't really a thing. No, but back, back back then we had we had one coach for 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 a year. My um my best mate in school was a was a guy called C McAmini, and his dad was called Amir, and they were Iranian, and Amir played top level footy in uh in in Iran, and he was a scientist, and he came over to work in the university in, in the UK, and um when Glen Avon they got they got too big, and they they split the kids, so you had the good lads went and played for Glen Avon and you had the not so good lads who went and played for the Colts I was a not so group, good lads group group of lads and I, I went and played with Colts and um, Amir put his hand up to coach and he was technically unbelievable like he'd he'd, he'd start the session and he'd be dribbling the ball on his head and <laughs> he taught us how to play footy but we only had that for a year and then he moved away um, and then one of the other dads picked up the team and, and Paul was great he he. Kept the team together, but he wasn't a coach. So we were we we'd play we'd train on a Thursday, and it was games basically. It was just five a side, and then on a on a on a Sunday, we'd we'd play and we weren't very good, um, but we were never coached. And seeing how it is now, it's a lot more about development now and and skills and and teaching the kids the game, which is 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 massive. It's so much better there's a there's a lot more awareness for coaches isn't there
1: yeah i mean parents who take that role and responsibility on of being a coach there's that many resources out there Mm. i mean i mean like you said before i give you session plans majority of the session plans i get yes i've had experience of doing them but i pick them up from online resources um it's it's really really easy to go on i'll I'll give you a couple there's there's a little name drop ultimate player hq who's a good friend of mine Absolutely fantastic uh, sessions. There's Sunday share on Twitter. There's absolutely loads. loads, Twitter's brilliant. Oh, Twitter's Twitter's fantastic. So, so good. I mean, even just ideas of picking up because you don't have to be 14s, 15s, open age, academy level coaching. It's literally for everyone. And even little tidbits that you can take. And like you say, if you're passionate about it and you love to do it, You'll go and find them, and they're the hidden
0: hours that, that people don't see and parents don't see. The FA is great as well. Oh so, yeah, um, th- there's there's a lot of the sessions the coaches, England coaches, do with the men's senior team. Warm up games, which we do, like there's one you did um, a couple of weeks ago, Zach, where they couldn't move and it was almost like netball. Yeah, England men's that's a, that's a warm up yeah. session for, for 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 England men's, mm. and what I didn't realise was that. Top level coaching, it's yeah. There's there's technical that they work on shape and stuff, but they're doing a lot of stuff we're doing it under sevens relay races, social interactions. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's
1: teamwork practices. Yeah. It's all these things that are transferable across all age groups and all abilities, and there's a reason for that because it's still developing every single player, every single sort of age group and ability. It's 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 madness that little ideas can come from such the smallest things and every everything's transferable. Everything. So, so yeah. But getting back onto your team, is there... What ambitions... Because being part of the the and Eastern umbrella and being part of a family club, what are your ambitions for your team? Is there anything you're aiming for?
0: Development, Zach. I, th- I think... I. I've been thinking about this, and from an ego point of view I'd love to say, oh do you know what i I want us to be a division one team well that's for me that's not for the lads that would be for that would be for me and that that's not right so um we've when we started the season we had as i said before we had we had two really good lads and then we had a real broad mix of ability down to um a couple of lads who they were really at the beginning of the football journey and seeing the improvements during the season and everyone said to me this would this would happen so the the two good lads are still two of our best lads but they haven't made the seismic improvements which other lads in the, in the team have um, we've we've got a lad called J- Joshua Boland you, you'd have known him for, for mini kicks he's come on massively he's, he's probably our best player at the minute Josh he, he's He's athletic. He's he, big. He's strong. He's strong. He? Yeah. he gives everything. He doesn't give up on the ball. Um, and I've, I've seen during the season just small things like um, we uh, Cooper. So Cooper. I love Cooper. What a great I absolutely love him. <laughs> he's just so enthusiastic. Yeah. And I spoke to his mum, Sue, and I said, listen, me and the coaches, we've been, we've been talking. We think he might be a keeper, you know. And she was like, oh don't don't say that. I get to I get to- <laughs> it's it's a and, it's, it's, and it's, that's it's, what it is. That's <laughs> what it is, yeah. And um what we made the decision in in, in December that for, for Cooper's two quarters, we're gonna give him a go and go. And uh, we've we've worked with him a lot since since January, and he loves it, Zach. When he, he made a save a couple of weeks ago and he'd palmed the ball and the ball was still in play. But he's jumping up and down like he scores yes. like, the ball up. <laughs> and just seeing that enthusiasm, you know, it's oh. it's it, 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 it's great. Um and all the kids love the footy. I've we, we started with nine, we've kept nine, we've had non non drop out, um, and they all turn up to the sessions, the they, they, they love it. And yeah. It's frustrating sometimes. Some some of the sessions are really hard, especially when it's cold. You know, um, Oliver's mum won't mind me saying this, but he, he turns up with a woolly hat on, a snood up to his nose, <laughs> about five layers on. And it was sunny a couple of weeks ago when he had sunglasses on. Literally, you couldn't see any skin. And I was like, Oliver, you, you can't wear sunglasses, mate. You you, you can't. My mum said it's okay. I'll speak to your mum. You need to take <laughs> the shades off. But it's been, it, it's it, ambitions for the team. Just keep enjoying it. Like yeah. when we get to competitive, yeah, there might be an ambition to move move up and and, and improve. But at the minute, we're, we're Division Four, and that is our right level. We're, we're a Division Four team. We've won as many as we've lost. We've had a couple of heavy de- defeats, but the heavy defeats, those teams have moved up to division three. Um all our other games have been have been close. And yeah, it it's again, like I said before, it's not about the score. Yeah. It's 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 about yeah. them enjoying the football. Team. I think from
1: a league point of view as well, you find there's a lot of changing and chopping in leagues because fives uh six under sevens and under eights at five aside it's still distinguishing which team should be wearing matching ability and that's a good thing that the league do it is. although the scores aren't recorded, you still know them but having them teams being able to move up and people finding the level because it's not so much about finding the
0: level but it's also making it enjoyable for the kids yeah we never had a seeding day this year there was no seeding day so I think there's there's a lot of teams in the wrong division Um. I saw on the the under sevens WhatsApp group before there was, um, there was teams in Division Two who were almost begging to be moved down because they're getting battered every week. Yeah, uh, there's there's a team in in Division Four, Asheville. Uh, coach is 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 great. They're a great bunch of lads as well, and they're too good for 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 Division Four. Um, and there'll be, there'll be teams like that in each division. So hopefully in the summer, there'll, there'll be, be a shake-up and that, that, that'll that be fixed. But um, it's it's all about enjoyment. Exactly. Yeah. I think
1: with Bromer and Eastern, the way it goes, hopefully the older teams are under 12s and 13s now. Hopefully they progress through to make that pathway to 16s, 17s, potentially even open age. I think for you guys, having having teams at open age and having kids who've been... From a personal point of view, if we had kids who are from like first kicks, Dan Platton, all these kind of kids, all uh Ted Chapels and stuff like that. Even the likes of your William and on all these teams that we've seen come through, Kieran Patton, if they go through to fourteens, fifteens, I'll still be on South Whittle Fields looking at them playing nine aside. Yeah. Like and that'll be a proud
0: moment for us. But for you as a coach, who spend week in week out with them, it's even better. It's nice seeing you stand on the sideline, Dozak, because mm. you, you've you've seen them. So William started um, at LSC uh, with with Amon, uh, and he was five, and that was a. Uh, that that was it. The oval, which, by the way, you couldn't get a better person to start a your football off. What a guy.
1: I'm hoping to get Eamon on here, and hopefully he listens to this because I've texted. Well, I will be texting him and getting him on because his outviews of threes to fives football is fantastic. It's perfect. Zach. Yeah, it's absolutely. it's perfect.
0: It it's all about like <laughs> he he he's 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 the perfect guy to get kids involved in footy. 100%. Because my 100%. William adored him. Yeah. And the pandemic put a stop to that. Um, well, as you've probably seen when your William was
1: first here, he was very close to joining our team and unfortunately he had a career change for a little bit and he's doing his own thing, footy bees, but
0: he would have been ideal. He, 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 he would he, have been he, absolutely perfect. He would have been. So yeah. he ran, he ran a session for Five year olds through to nine year olds. So William was playing. Well, um, William's first session was terrible. You know, he, he 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 and but playing with the older lads and the way Eamon structured the sessions because they were long sessions. They were two hour sessions and they <laughs> stopped for lunch. But they stopped for lunch and they'd do coaches challenge where the parents got involved and they'd, they'd sit and tell jokes. And it was well, <laughs> it's it's great because that's part of footy. Oh, absolutely. You know the banter yeah, of footies yeah, or, yeah, or, or yeah, that's I what everyone that. turns up for. Yeah. Um. So that 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 was great, and when 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 that stopped, one of the neighbours um, said, "Go along to to World. you know, Bromby and Easton have got a great setup there, and it is it's a, it's a fantastic setup, and I think what Rhys has done with the club, it's it's really ambitious. It's it's he's building for a future of a of a of a football club. So, um, having that pathway in, into." teams is 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 brilliant um and what you guys are doing um at peninsula and the partnership you got with Bromborough Easton is 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 wonderful yeah, yeah. well that's that's I'll, I'll have to
1: give so my former business partner lachlan he was he was he used to do one-to-ones with ollie and george chapels who obviously gareth's part of the committee mm-hmm. and over lockdown he asked us to do training videos for the club um And then we kind of, we just put it in motion and they asked us if if we'd do this, this, and this. But in terms of your club, Bromber and Easton, I've sat down with Reese and Reese has done the podcast and it's very much planning for the future. So if anything were to go wrong, there's still a foundation, there's still a platform there for people and the values that are put into the club, it's
0: across the board. He's really strong on that as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, P- people have got different uh, opinions on on the way the teams are structured, and I don't I don't think there's a right way of doing it. You've got you've got clubs who who rank kids on ability, so you've got all you've got a Division One team, Division Two team, Division Three team. But for people who don't know what what Bromber and Easton do, is they're completely mixed ability teams. You've got lads who are, who could play Division One, Division Two, but you've got lads who are probably Division Five, Division Six, and you put them in a the team, and it's all about fun and it's not about winning at all costs which is uh, other clubs are they will have a a division one team and you know you see you see the whatsapp groups where um there's tournaments and saying only really want division one teams i don't think that's right no way of doing things absolutely not. no i mean
1: the way the way our company structure is there's a lot of people who cater for that one and 2% who are going to go off and mm. potentially go into academies and play really good standard. But a lot of people forget about the 98%. Those 98% of kids, they want to play football. They need a place to go. They need they need someone to give them encouragement. They need that professional side of coaching. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of coaching companies now and they do things very, very well. Very, very well. And now is the best time for kids to be coached, and hopefully, we shall see the benefits of it in the future. But a lot of people forget values and stuff like that. I mean, I coach at Vauxhall Motors, and we have a pathway. We have we have that sort of structure to go into the first team, and that's what I, I, I coach my lads to think of that. So on a Tuesday evening tonight, we're not training because it's a half term. Uh, the first team if they haven't got a game they train straight after our four teams. I will encourage our parents and our kids to stay and watch the first team train and go this is what you're aiming mm. for it's not Premier League it's mm. not Championship League mm. 1 if that happens great but ultimately you want to be here Yeah. this is yeah. what you want to do yeah. and I think for Bromborough and Eastham it's a little bit different because that pathway isn't quite there yet but there probably will be to go into open age football yeah. but that's if you give kids an opportunity to go, this is what you're aiming for. And if you enjoy that journey in that middle area, then you've got nothing to worry about. Everything's going to be good and your football, you're going to enjoy your football. So, um, But talking about your ambitions and talking about bits and pieces and the short spell you've been coaching, is there a particular philosophy you've got personally as a coach? Or is it similar to the club? Or have you not kind of
0: felt you've had time to develop your own philosophy yet? So when when I started, I thought this was something would be quite easy to, to, to do, get a philosophy. Um, but I quick, quickly realized that, that that wasn't the case. And I think it, it, under sevens. You can try and get the kids to play out from the back. You can <laughs> you can try and implement some long ball, but it ain't going to happen. No, and I think what what I've learned is lots of voices from the sideline isn't helpful to the kids. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 actively encouraging our, our our parents not to shout instructions to them. I, I think it's too much almost for the coach. Um, what we we played an, another Bromborough and Eastern team. Last week, um, Pete Whitby's team, the, the the rhinos, and our lads. What what we do from from we, we we try and play up from the back. So we'll give it to a, a William or a Charlie, who can make something happen. Um, they quickly cottoned onto this, Zach, and they played the most aggressive press. You've ever <laughs> seen. And it, it was it was at that point where you think, wow, uh, that was that was that was a, that was good. And trying to talk to the kids in, in between the quarters to say, listen. They know it's going straight to Charlie, so let's 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 mix it up. So, um, yeah, I, I think under sevens is, is is too is too young. You know, I, Chris Marshall's style of play hasn't been hasn't been, de- <laughs> hasn't been developed yet. But I think what one thing which is which is good, and I think um, the 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 rise of the Jurgen Klops and, and Pep Guardiola's is that attractive football wins. Yes, and I think as a, as a as a country we've had this win at all costs mentality we've we've not had an attractive style of play and i think having the top coaches in in the country and the kids watching man city and liverpool play they realize that it's not just lump it long you know and the the kids i was, I was talking to someone earlier about this <laughs> the, the kids play this diagonal ball at the minute across the goal because they see the the, the the pro teams do it. Yeah. Uh, and it gives me a heart attack every time they do it. And in your head, you want to shout to them, kick it long to get rid of it. Get get rid of take Take the danger away. That's completely the wrong thing to do. You know, we you, you want them to try things. You want them to, to try it and turn the way out of out, out of trouble. Um, and one thing we, we do in training now, we do a lot of one-on-one. Um, yes. Because it, I, as a kid... I didn't have the confidence to do that. I didn't have the confidence to do that because I didn't practice. So getting the kids to make the mistakes but have the confidence to keep on going back and doing it. If one one thing we do as, as a philosophy, if someone makes a mistake, nobody can criticise. No. No parents, no child in the team. At least they've tried. And um, yeah, th- there's no one to blame for a goal. Um and it's it's all about try it again, yeah, it didn't work this time, and sometimes the pass is a better option, but we want the kids to have the feet at the ball the confidence the, the boor, to be on the ball com- yeah, com- yeah. and that goes for all of them Zach so even the the weakest player what what we do in training we'll do two on two we'll do we'll do overloads where the strongest player might be the defender and you've got three of the weaker players, and they've got the confidence Do you know what I, I've just beat Charlie Sneed here, you yeah. know. How good's that? Um so yeah, it's it it's it, it, it's all about that. And and one one game we we, we do play which it encourages the better players to help the weaker players is and it's it's something you do in your sessions where you have the five gates mm. and you split them into two teams, and it's all about getting each player through the gate. So the best player will get through the gate first. That that yeah. that always happens. And that's gone. It's that's out the window. Then yeah, you've got different problems to solve. You can't go through the gate again. Yeah. Oh. So how do you get the weaker lads through the gate? And it's and then whichever team wins, it's a massive celebration because that that weaker player they've won. They've been part of it. They've won yeah. the game for the yeah. team. They've 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 done that, and we make sure we make a big fuss over that. Um, so we do, we do a lot of that, and we do a lot 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 of one on ones. Um, but it's all about the kids have got to enjoy having the ball at the feet. It's not about, oh, I've got the ball, I've got to get rid of it. Because no one enjoys that. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that frustrates me is when when kids
1: come on footy camps and we, we, we do tournaments and stuff like that, a lot of the kids kick the ball away. They might be the last couple of seconds and they go, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. No. no. Concentrate. Yeah. Take your first touch. Be confident on the ball because it's only going to benefit you. I'll tell a really funny story because hopefully this gets back to the kid's coach. We do uh, sessions at the Hive yeah. and it's just a footy session up in the afternoon. And one lad who's particularly really high ability, he tried to rainbow flick someone and it came off and he did it and he scored. I said, Jonah, would you do that in a match? And he went, no, me coach, me coach would probably tell me not to do it. And I went, don't listen... Probably sorry to if the coach ends up listening to this, but sorry, but this has come from me. Don't listen to him. You need to be confident on the yeah. ball. You need to be able to know that if you want to try something, you can go and do it. And if it doesn't come off, it doesn't matter. Because until you're paying in the Premier League, when Pep Guardiola or Klopp tells you to go, you pass to the fullback and the fullback goes there and you go there, there's no need for any instruction. There's basic instruction, obviously, but Kids who are confident. We had Ray Redmond do our CPD event yep. a couple of weeks ago, and Everton development coach. He talked about how one one v ones and two v twos have been neglected in this company in this country for so long, and it was such a joy to have a refreshing take on. One of the things he said was, he said, kids statistically up to under 9s, tens they have tunnel vision. Yeah, They see the ball at their feet and that's the only thing they can concentrate on. So why not give them the opportunity to do as much as they can with the ball when they get to 13-14? That's the reason why that's probably when they can be passing. In Germany now, Germany up to under 9s and 10s, they're playing 3v3 football and that seems to be a massive step forward because it's again encouraging 3v3s in, in scenarios and situations I guarantee, probably ten, fifteen years time, Germany will be winning World Cups again and stuff like that. Yeah. The,
0: the other thing is, Zach, is that what? what why didn't play playing big goals? Yeah. Because the the six foot high, eleven foot wide, the kid can't reach the reach reach the bar. So, and, and no one wants to be a keeper at this age. No. So if you play three three v three, and you can have multiple games of three v three, small goals, so you can't shoot from miles away. Yeah, it's not about the biggest kid winning yeah. all the time. Physicality. Yeah, it, it's it's and it's all about touches of the ball. It's it's not about. Um, it's not about who who can who can who's got the best keeper. Which sometimes, it, unfortunately, it it, it, it can come down to. It, 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 it yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Zach, yeah. We played a game a couple of weeks ago, and um, they had an unbelievable keeper. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and we we. We had one of our our little lads in in, in goal, and he wasn't great. And they scored two goals in the halfway line, and they won the game based based on that. And it, it's it, it feels like a cheat, doesn't it? Well, yeah, and mm. it ultimately it doesn't matter. But if you played in 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 small goals, um, and if you've almost got to pass the ball into the net, yeah, development wise, they're going to learn a lot more. I'm I'm sure they would. Yeah. And it stop it stops shooting drills as well, which is pointless. <sighs> yeah. I
1: mean, as you, I mean, we've had conversations yeah. about this before, line drills. I mean, even the word drills just winds me up. Practices. Yeah. It's practices, yeah. not drills. But line drills, there's just there can be some positives within a small group setting and with nice weather. But majority of the time it just does players no good. And it's unrealistic. For for me, unless you've got certain situations where you're playing different passes from different angles and stuff. And you're doing game scenarios and
0: you're doing phases of play. There's no benefit to it. No. Uh, And and what every under sevens team does, us, my team included, before a match, we do shooting drills. And every team does it to to warm up. It's the worst warm up because the kids are stood on the line and they're getting very little ball time. And they're just booting the ball into into the net. I need to change that actually because um, I can, but um, I don't know. I don't know why we do. Yeah, it's it's like default setting isn't it it? is yeah. four four two and stuff like yeah. that.
1: But in terms of a good warm up, what what I tend to do with our boys is I set up I set up a square splitting half, and one half is everyone has a ball apart from two players. You have to go round and get the ball off someone. Really easy, really simple, just lots of touches, everything like that. Everyone's on the ball and it just makes everyone get involved very much quickly. It initiates communication early, it initiates touches of the ball early. And for sixes and sevens it's a fantastic practice and it gets confidence up as well. Yeah. Um but nipping nipping away from that. We'll um we'll talk about how grassroots football can kind of be improved from your point of view because yeah as starting off your journey I have a lot of opinions about from when I started to now but you're pretty much beginning of your journey and the first year or two of what you do is very important because it shapes your opinion of how you do things a lot of people
0: fall away but a lot of people stick at it yeah so I think as I said it before there's been a lot of improvements already the small side of games great the treat rules great five sides great um Rolling Subs, brilliant. Um, I wouldn't keep score. I'd, I'd encourage more coaching opportunities. Both coaches on both the pitch That's the pitch. a really good idea. I like I, that. I think if you, if you bring the both coaches on the pitch and almost they ref the game together, and it's 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 all about, um, and you've got to be careful with this because the the, the, the the two coaches got the same mentality, but having the opportunity to to at the end of each quarter coach instead of how oh, do we win this game. Um there's there's that. I think I don't understand why grassroots footies are winter game. I, I really I really don't Zach because yeah. the standard of the pitches, there's not enough four G pitches. Uh, if if you're a club lucky enough to have a four G pitch, brilliant. It you know it must be great. We're not, you know, we, we we play on grass and from November through to February, a lot of games are called off. Uh, this time of the year, the pitches are hard and bobbly because they've been played on during the during the winter. Um, I, I'd start the the season in, in March and I'd I'd end it in October because yeah, yeah fine, you got summer holidays where, where 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 kids would be away, but there'd be a lot more footy played. Yes, um, because you're not going to get a lot more 4G pitches and I'm, I'm, having games called off, it's it's it's, it's pointless.
1: Um, now, you consider the amount of money in the Premier League oh. to be able to do that as well. Now, Whittle have just had two approved. Yeah. So I think they've had one at Bidston and I think the other one was at Woodchurch, and an extra one where the running track is. Still not enough. No.
0: No. Um, all the money which gets allocated to Grassroots 40, I'm not sure where it goes. No one knows where it goes.
1: We've got we've got an honorary member at the FA, sat next door at our club. He can't even tell us where. I paid, four years ago, I paid about £1,600 for my UEFA B licence. You can go to Spain, Wales, everywhere else, Germany, and it's like €400. Euros. What are they, don't mean this to get this kind of way, but what are they doing with the money? And the FA have now centralised all the coaching courses, so it's not Cheshire who picks who goes where. But that's by the by. The local communities can do enough. I think the 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 state. And don't get me wrong, I prefer to play on grass pitches. Yeah. In Holland, they they do exactly that. They play a certain time of the year to get more
0: out of the grass pitches. Yeah. And. Yeah, it just needs to be better. We we want to encourage kids to have touches as ball. We want to in, in, encourage um, technicality, um, or sorry, technical ability. You're not going to get that on rubbish pitches. So when we play on on a four G pitch, um, it's a decent four G pitch. Ball moves slower, so the the kids get more touches. It's not skidding off them. Um, the bounces it it they know where the ball's going to bounce um when they play on grass now the ball's all over the place yeah. you know and and they're trying to run with it and it's it's bobbling all over the all over the place if you if you played during the summer yeah the pitches would be hard but you could you could maintain the pitches a lot better than having to play on them during the winter and cutting them all up and you look at South Whittle now I was at Whirl, obviously on Saturday, and it looked like carpet.
1: Not the, not so much the five side pitches, but the seven side yeah. pitches on the other Look side. And the nine side looked fantastic. Yeah. You rewind that two, three months ago it's to January, February, it wasn't great yeah. because obviously, and obviously being there on a Saturday, we went inside with mini kicks, but a lot of games got called off. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's one thing. Yeah, I, I much prefer as a coach myself. If we get the opportunity to play on Astro or Grass, we take grass mm-hmm. because we're again, we're quite fortunate here at Vauxhall Motors because our pitches are fantastic. But our lads prefer to play on grass rather than Astro because of that reason. You know where the ball's gonna go. with skid. You play against the good team as well and they zip the ball around yeah, yeah, yeah. and you can slow it down on grass and there's it becomes
0: more of an equal opportunities <laughs> for teams. Yep. So yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the the other thing is, my, my son plays plays rugby, and because the the clubs in rugby have facilities where <laughs> changing facilities, Zach, you don't have that at the, the minute. No, do you? not not for youth and Jews. No. Anyway, so at the end, the 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 home team will obviously host, but after the game, it's all in the clubhouse. There's hot dogs for the kids, and it's all about again fun mixing. Um, could you imagine that at a, 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 a footy where you could go and have a facility where you can't go and put food on for your team? One, I think, if because if, the culture of, of footy at the minute, it probably wouldn't happen. No. Um,
1: Well, we have it here, mate. So we had Aunt Salem's rugby club up here for a year while they were having yep. it, or two years, while their clubhouse was being built. Every Saturday after their rugby games. Upstairs up here was even. Mm. Rammed. Sponsored yeah. tables, food, drinks, bevies, footy on the telly rugby on the telly everything it most of the time when we finished our games here we went straight upstairs to go and have a laugh with the rugby lads first team we'll play here we played Macclesfield. yep crowd of 17 1800 the club was dead come 10 o'clock no one was in here on a saturday we've had cup finals here dead by half six kick off at three dead by half six if that was rugby, it wouldn't happen. wouldn't happen. And that's, that's, that's a, that's a culture thing, like you said. Yeah. It,
0: it's also the, 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 you're a club person. So if you play for Anselmians, well, you'll, you'll go and support the club. You might play thirds, but you are going and watch the first team. Don't have that in footy. Um, and that's got to change. Foot, footy is a massive game in this country. It's national sport, but grassroots footy is, is so behind all the sports. Um, and there's so much money in the game. It 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 needn't be like that. Like I know Reese has got huge ambitions for 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 the club to 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 grow it and and go to open age, um. But there needs to be more clubs like that because yeah. there's long established
1: clubs on the world. Yeah, I mean, one of the ones I look at is you've got West Kirby. West Kirby have so many youth and junior teams, and how many of them go and watch their first team at West Cheshire one or two, whatever they are now? Heswell. Heswell's mm, the same. Yeah, same. There's so many. We're really lucky here. But none of our youth and junior teams come and watch us play on a Saturday. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit different. I, I manage I coach sorry the reserves. I've been involved a, little, a tiny little bit of the first team. I've coached here for five, six years. I come along and our lads come along, but that's because I make them. Yeah. There's very very little of us. And a lot of people need to understand that you can go to Tramia. Why not pay twenty quid for you and your kid to come here? get a pie? You pay for your ticket and support on league football. And then that filters down into the youth and junior. But not just our club in Vauxhall Motors, but West Kirby, Heswell. Um, higher Beb, higher Beb. I've got a, a senior team. There's loads of them
0: that need that support. Yeah, I think it it goes go, it goes back to Zach, most people on the Wirral support Liverpool or Everton, and it, it it's all about the the two big clubs in Liverpool. Uh, you know, I, I am a Tranmere fan, and the non non league date. Any Tranmere fans listening to this will probably scream at this now. <laughs> I loved the non the three not years we had at non league. Because there's no segregation. No, um, It's it's fun. Uh, the standard's still really good. The standard's, I'd say, it's, it's even better with Chesterfield and Wrexham and all that Stockport. Now the National
1: League. It's, Stockport. It's, it's Fly it. Oh, yeah. They, they might as well be in League
0: One at the moment, the yeah. way they're playing. Uh, Wrexham had 10,000 yesterday. 10,000. And it, I'd say the standard's better than League Two. Um, and then... The 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 knock on effect. I I live six minutes down the road. From I, I've never come see Vauxhall's plays. and why I don't know. Yeah. You know it's it's it, it, it's it's stupid. It's it's funny because so Vauxhall Motors
1: in two thousand and two got to the FA Cup. I think it was the second or third round proper against QPR. They took five thousand fans there or thereabouts to QPR. They were playing in the Blue Square Premier on the Tuesday night, and they had seven hundred fans. Yeah. Like, how can that be such a difference? Yeah. But I mean, we we I've I've done. I've gone to Main Road. I've gone to a couple of other clubs. I mean, Sunday League teams: rivica Rock, um, yeah, Rock Ferry, the Dock, the Queens. They get higher crowds yeah. than northwest counties on Saturday, which you know isn't a bad thing. It 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 happens because there's more interest in it, but yeah, I think in terms of benefiting grassroots, if you get these kids involved in the later stages of football and watching what they could be doing, the Premier League isn't the be all and end all. No. Championship, League One, no. all these category two and three academies they're
0: not the be-all and end-all no. and if there's a pathway Zach to the first team yeah. to play really good quality footy West Cheshire is good quality oh, West Cheshire. the standard's ridiculous I was saying right at the beginning of this that I was playing six a side and we had a good team that's six side league until all the West Cheshire lads started turning off and the ability of them were so much higher yeah. and I think kids are going to understand and this is where rugby's great because there's a pathway through to the first team in clubs and it's all about getting the kids uh, under sevens it's non-contact and getting them all the way through to 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 the first team because there's there's no academy system you know sales just the pathway it's like under 14s I think the the, yeah. the the Premier League clubs can come in and, and, and take and take kids so it's a pathway and here it box also got that and more clubs need that and it needs to be a more club mentality. Yeah. Where the kids can go and watch the first team and think, Joe, I'd love to play. Well that's that's transferable from rugby, isn't it? I mean yeah.
1: the, the like I said, the two years we had the rugby, it was a big eye opener. A massive eye opener. Yeah. And I don't think we've capitalised on that since
0: you've got great facilities here as well, Zach. You can you
1: can yes. do it, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think I think if the club makes that little portion people more get involved and stuff. But
0: how much is it to come and watch? Fox
1: off. A fiver. Yeah, a fiver Yeah, fiver. So I hope it's worth it. Yeah. But yeah, Chris, have you enjoyed yourself? Loved it, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And to be honest, mate, I think from a new coach's point of view, hopefully if you're starting this journey and everyone listening is starting it, hopefully you've taken a little bit away from it. So yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah. Cheers,
0: Zach. Get social at the Grassroots Network on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.